Always a pleasure to have them on the DRS, and it's always a pleasure to hear from Miles Davis, of course, regular host here at News Talk ZB, was in this chair last weekend, and well, I'm sure be watching every single second of the Euros. Uh, very good afternoon, Miles. How's things? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I'd much rather watch the Euros than the cricket, if it's all right <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah, permission permission granted. Did you just sit through much of the cricket? I saw some bits of it, but luckily there was a football to distract me on the other side. But I've got to say that. Um, if, if England are going to lose to anyone, I'd rather it be the Black Caps. And they, they've been outstanding. And uh, I've been saying for ages and being slagged that, that they've got the greatest depth in the 36 years that I've been living here. And when you make six changes and you look at the lineup and you think, nothing wrong with that. That's a good side. That's a top side. And you realise Williamson's out. But it, it, they're almost interchangeable um, without any sort of perceived drop in, in class. So yeah, I, I think that... Uh, I'm feeling quite confident that they're going to win the final against India. Where's England's batting gone? Uh, that's an interesting question. They, they they seem to have they've been fanning around a little bit at the, the top of the order. Some in, then some slip up in a bathroom or a changing room and get injured and then drop out. And uh, Root seems to have, have lost his way a, a, a little bit. Um, I'm just wondering if it's time to relieve him of his duties, to be perfectly honest. We've seen it happen with so many others. I think Quentin de Kock um, just scored his first ton in a, in a few years after being relieved of his captaincy, and often that plays on top of it. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're all over the place, uh, and there was no real excuse. I mean, some good bowling, but no real excuse to collapse the way they did. All right, let's talk some uh, football miles. Um, pretty harrowing moment on the turf this morning with Christian Eriksen. I'm not sure if you're watching it live or not, but it was uh, it was not great viewing um, and, and pretty scary stuff that uh, we saw unfold uh, in front of our very eyes. Yeah, very much so. And, and you know, a lot of people are... are um, having a go at the various broadcasters for, for showing it. And I think there's an element of, of um, truth in that, that, that they should maybe have cut away a lot earlier than they did. I, I appreciate it's a host broadcaster that's providing the pictures, but it's down to each individual um, entity to say, no, that's enough, and, and chop away and go away from it. All I'll say is, is one, how lucky for Christian Eriksen that that incident happened in that location. Mm. If he'd have been at home, just, you know, cooking cooking some tea or whatever it might have been, he probably would have been dead now. He was in the best place possible, got the greatest attention, and everyone saw it out. And secondly, I've seen a lot of people, you know, oh, they should have called the game off and all the bleeding hearts and pearl clutching going on. Ericsson wanted them to play on. Mm. All the players decided, you know, even under a bit of duress to play on. And when are we going to allow in society, Elliot, individuals that have A, the choice, and B, the ability or opportunity to overcome adversity on their own, rather than calling everything off, bringing in the counsellors, and just going down there. I, 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 honestly, I fear for society that we're not going to be able to cope with anything at all, any trauma, because no one else will allow us that opportunity to do so. Well, it's, they, they seem to make a very clear-headed decision, the players involved. They, they, you know, Once they heard that he was okay, um, they both checked across the teams. They were all happy to return to the pitch. Yes, Denmark were probably more subdued once play uh, resumed after that, what was it, 90-minute approximately break. But they made an informed decision and decided to play on. I don't see any issue with continuing. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but if you look at the the, the um, vast reaction, the, the majority of the reaction 
across social media and said, it's, it's <laughs> outrageous. It should have been called off. It should have been stopped. And it took me back to when um, Phil Hughes died. And, and the Black Caps suddenly downed tools and didn't even want to play at all. And I'm thinking, the same day that happened, a young mother got stabbed to death up at Albany outside of school. It didn't stop mothers around the world from going on and doing their duties. One of my sons had his best mate murdered. He went to work that day after finding out. And there just seems to be too much of, of, of let's just jack everything. Life has to go on. I'm all for understanding. I'm all for counselling for those that need it. Mm. But I think that we're creating a society that needs it all the time because it's expected. England's underway tonight against Croatia, 1am. What prospects do you give England of, well, first up, let's just deal with this game first, beating Croatia overnight? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I, 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 there's two things that I think that are in England's way. One is defensively they're, they're suspect. Two, they've got the most timid, fearful, conservative manager in the game. Everyone got excited by England, apart from me, got excited by England getting to the semi-finals against Croatia last time at the World Cup. That was a flattery to the, the, the sort of nth degree. England didn't deserve to get that far. They weren't a side that, that were dominant that, that got that far. They got there more by fortune than anything else. They've got a generation of attacking players now, the like, I think, in depth especially, that we haven't seen. But the danger is, is that A, they're not going to get picked. B, they're not going to get the ball quickly enough to them, the transition to them. They're playing against the Croatian side that, that are starting to age a little bit. They're key players, the likes of, of Perisic and especially Modric. Still quality players, but they're starting to age. They're on the slide down. So they're there to be sort of ripe for the picking. But Grealish should start. Anyone who's watched any football this, this year... Greenish should start. Sterling shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the starting lineup. But you just know. I mean, you, like you're a Man City. Oh, fan. He's, he started in the he started in the Champions League final. I don't know why he started in the Champions League final. Uh, he hadn't started in almost any vital game for Man City up until then, uh, and that probably added as much, and he performed as poorly then as he had done in any previous game that he played. He's a he's a magnificent little player. But he's not on form at the moment. Neither is Marcus Rashford. And they're the sort of teacher's pets. And I get a horrible feeling that they say, if he really had guts, play a back four, not a back five that he's liable to, to do. Play a back four. Play, play either Phillips with Rice or I'd probably not even Henderson. I'd rather Bellingham with Rice. And then play Foden, Mount, Grealish and Kane up front. And keep him up front. Don't drop him back you know, almost halfway inside England's half to have to pick up the ball and do all the work there. Get him at the sharp end where he can go on, transition the ball quickly. England have got the players up front to win this tournament. Unfortunately, they've got a mindset set by their manager who took a penalty in 96, missed it, and then never wanted to take another penalty again. I want someone who misses a penalty and gets up and wants to take the next penalty, like Baggio did in 98 after missing in 94. <laughs> That's the guy I want in charge. I, I do want to ask you about 96 in just a second, Miles, but just before we do, you were supposed to be there if it was all held last year in, in Euro 2020. I remember speaking to you. You had a heck of a trip planned right around uh, Europe for this. What, what an absolute shame. Oh, absolutely gutted. I was going to be in the back of a transit or in a camper van with five of my sons. And um, we had tickets for the England-Czech Republic game. And we had tickets for the quarterfinal in Rome, which if England are lucky enough, although they've got the, 
the toughest group. I, I think they played in the round of 16, the runners-up in the Spain Germany group, which is which is not going to be which is not going to be easy. Um, and it would have just been just sharing the the experiences of Europe with my boys mm. would have been magnificent. But hey, you know they're all still fit and healthy. That that you know you've got to sort of accept that that's it. And hopefully maybe down the track we can plan another one. Go and watch West Ham play a couple of away games maybe in Europe. Yeah, a hundred percent miles. Just finally, Euro '96. That was when football was supposed to come home. Uh, what are your memories of of that tournament? I, I think I think one of my favourite memories was the um, was a the Scotland game where um, McAllister had a penalty saved and then a minute later Gascoigne scored that magnificent goal and, and laid down as if he was doing shots in the dentist chair in Hong Kong. Um, even better than that was the, I think the most complete performance in that tournament was against Holland in the last group game where at 4-0 up, uh, Clivert scored and rather than be disappointed, we realised that that goal knocked Scotland out. So, <laughs> so it was a double bonus, although I've got a horrible feeling that they may come back to haunt us in, in this one. And it was it was another one of those nearby. You know, we we, uh, we lost on penalties to the Germans in the semi-final. I've no doubt that they would have gone on and won the final if they got through, but there's a period of time there where we're used to losing on penalties, as we did in, in 98, as we did in 2004, etc., etc., 2006, etc. Yes, etc., etc. Have you seen Phil Foden's Barnet? The tribute to Gaza? I think, it's a, I think it's a lot better because before he looked like Cletus, um, <laughs> you know, from some sort of outback, inbred Alabama sort of family. Um, it's a lot better than that. Uh, Declan Rice used to suffer from dodgy Barnett syndrome. He's managed to style his and grow a bit of a, a Wolverine type sort of beard, which which changes it. And I think that Foden's performances will increase now that he does <laughs> look like the simple cousin. Uh, Miles, really appreciate your time with us this afternoon. Uh, good luck against Croatia, 1am. Yeah, thank you very much. I know you've got your fingers crossed, you little sod. I'll I, catch up with you later. I certainly, <laughs> certainly do. Cheers for Miles. Miles Davis joining us on the program. Regular News Talk ZB host, of course, and uh, massive English football 